offside. Energy. I'm so fucking angry right now. <laughs> this is all adrenaline. Forgive me. Correction. It's not energy. It's just adrenaline. God. Um. Anyways, I am hyped up like this because I read an article that pissed me off. Um, earlier today in the morning, uh, which I will go through with you. Uh, go through sounds like I'm a teacher, but which I will get into later on with you. Um, I think partially, this is a pre-recording by the way, I think partially the reason why I'm like this as well is because um, I started my day today at 5am in the morning. That's why I'm like crazy tired right now. Um, 5 a.m. in the morning, survive on one miraculous cup of coffee throughout the whole day till 5.30 p.m. And then now here I am, smiling like a fucking psycho, wanting to stab someone in the face. <laughs> um, so anyways, welcome back to... Um, <laughs> see, I stopped because I was about to say, welcome back to A-Dosier when I was supposed to say, welcome back to Offsite. So welcome back to Offsite. <laughs> um... I hope, thank you for tuning in, uh, wherever you guys are listening from, I hope you guys are doing okay. First of all, off the top, I would like to apologize. I, surprisingly enough, I actually got um, messages and emails, a couple of emails from uh, listeners locally and internationally, some of my friends as well. They were asking me, wait, what went wrong? Are you okay? Are you going to close out your podcast channel? No, no, let me just make things clear. What happened to me was, one, I was actually down with a viral infection a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember quite when, but I completely lost my voice, had high fever uh, throughout, and I was completely wiped out. Um, that was the first reason why, and the second reason why, <laughs> I'm so excited right now. Um, as most of you guys know that uh, my employment background, actually, I have been doing retail for 9 to 10 years right now. Um, and I have recently scored a good job recently. Well, I, I'm hoping that it's a good one because I'm not doing retail anymore. I have cue cards for me, guys, right now. Sorry, I just saw my cue cards and I got excited. I'm not doing retail anymore and I'm going into the airline industry. <coughs> Travel perks. <coughs> Travel perks. But yeah, I'm excited as hell. Uh, so I have been going for a training for this new job. I am not going to disclose which company it is and I'm not going to disclose what my designation is. Um, maybe I might after six months, which is the confirmation date, if everything goes well, hopefully, and then I would, I would disclose, at least I would disclose which company, uh, designation, I don't think I will, just because, but yeah, I'm excited as fuck, I've been doing retail for the longest time, ooh, I just cracked my ankle, um, yeah, I've been doing retail for so long and I'm so looking forward to this. Um, yeah, so let's get out of business. My dearest people of the earth, I like to start off by being of service to you and assisting you with most of the things that you can't say in your head to your spouse, to your partners, to your siblings, to your parents, to your friends, to the person whom you smiled at but won't smile back while you're ordering your food, or to someone who actually cut your cue while you're commuting. Let's all agree on this and just say that humans can be complete fucking assholes yes guys we're on a topic of assholes today i'm not pointing my finger to you you everyone else except for me i am an asshole as well everyone is an asshole to a certain degree i know i am you know everyone has this thing where 
there's always there's a reason why we always conclude impressions onto people that we just meet that happened to me as well I'm not going to bullshit about it and say no I do have that but however I think is not equivalent to however I react my level of assholery I dare is I dare to say that it's actually equivalent to a cat I would <laughs> If you're an asshole to me, <laughs> I would. But when I say that my assholery, I love that word, assholery, when my assholery level is actually equivalent to a cat, what I'm actually trying to say is that I think cats have an enduring level of being assholes. They win because they're visually so fucking cute. I think every cat lover would actually agree to that. But they're complete fucking assholes. They would pee on your shoes they would steal your food they would just bash you with their small beanie paws and when you're not giving them you know enough attention or food but we as humans we're dumb we love them unconditionally don't we all right i do my cat is an asshole and i love him and i still you know just try to get attention from him not the other way around i'm always trying like kiss me pay attention to me but no he just walks off but yeah i'm you know that kind of asshole i don't go i judge people like i said i'm not gonna bullshit and say no i do judge people but i don't go around publicly you're a small human peasant i don't do that okay (laughs) so since we're talking about assholes today i just feel that um it's a necessity for me to actually bring up my employment background because i felt that it was actually from there that I get to learn the different human profiles in the consumers that I have. Because I like to, you know, like have a bond with them and to know them as a person instead of just treating them like consumers. And I do have friends who were originally customers. I'm sure everyone in the customer service industry has actually had that. But um, I want to talk about my employment background because... The reason why I'm so happy to get this job is because you should know that previously, uh, yes, I was doing retail for a great deal of 9 or 10, I think 9 to 11 years, around there. Uh, But just a couple of months ago, I was holding on to a full-time retail job, um, a part-time job in a hotel, and also, yes, three jobs at one time, and also a part-time job in a French restaurant. Yes, I was working three jobs and nobody knew about this. Well, except for my friends. Uh, Right now, uh, I am actually holding on to this uh, full-time job and also uh, the job in the hotel industry as and when I can work just to make ends meet and, you know, additional cash. Who doesn't want additional cash? Um, So you can actually tell that the profiles, the consumer or slash human profiles that I have are actually quite scattered. If you think that, some of my friends think that I can actually read people really well. I have strictly retail friends who can actually read anyone just, you know, just in a snap of a finger. And it's, it's not that they can only read retail people. They can read people in general, like lawyers and doctors and just everyone. And they can tell that, oh, you're like this, you're like that, which scares the fuck out of me. So if you think that I can read people, you should meet my friends. <laughs> They're even more scary. Because the reason why I said that is because I'm the kind of person who does not display or I have a problem of keeping my pain to myself. 
and whatever that happens to me to myself i don't often go out i even my best friends would agree i don't go out and tell them that hey guys i have this problem i feel like shit and blah blah, blah. but i i think it's a problem and it's a blessing as well that i don't tell people how i feel um but this few group of people can actually just call me up and say hey um oh another one of my best friends was she can read me really well um they would actually call me up and say, hey, you're going through something, aren't you? Um, do you want to talk about it? I'm like, how the fuck? I wouldn't give in, but I'd be like, how the fuck do you know? <laughs> so with all this, um, you know, employment experiences, you eventually get better at reading people. I think it's a given thing for everyone in the customer service industry. I think if you compile um, people from the customer service industry, they would actually do good damage with all the secrets that, you know, they hold to themselves about people. I think it's equivalent to bartenders as well. Um, anyways, let me just tell you what I do in the hotel. I am actually a banquet server. Now, this is another topic as well because when I say banquet, did I say that correctly? I think I did. Um, in our community here in Singapore, I don't know if it's anywhere else, but um, I just think that cleaners and okay, there's in in a society there's always different hierarchies of um jobs designations. Okay, but in Singapore, I feel that as there's a certain stigma that is attached if you're a cleaner or if you are a banquet server or if you're even working multiple jobs um people who are ignorant would actually think that oh it's actually because you're a criminal oh or probably you know you come from a really poor family oh my god you're working like how many jobs again or you're uncivilized or you're uneducated those are actually the popular um assumptions that people would make in the society itself i don't fucking care you know me i don't care about however people think so when i was working as a banquet server jesus christ i thought retail customers are fucking assholes i was wrong dudes and ladies i was so fucking wrong um i realized that working in the hotel industry of course we uh, we deal with guests um I just realized that I think even in general itself, whenever one human being is serving food to another human being, it's ju- there's just some unspoken subservient shit that's going on in the air. I don't know why, but the party that is being served the food in some ways or another feels like God and they're like on their high horses, you know. And somehow their scumbag brains actually think that it's okay to treat people like shit. Let me just tell you what I do part-time and I'm speaking on behalf of my banquet friends as well and for everyone else in Singapore that is working as a, a banquet server or working in the hotel line itself what I do is um, if you have uh, functions or if you have weddings we actually have to set all the tables that you requested we of course we have to do the table settings we have to change all the um, tablecloths stuff like that we have to make sure that it's all clean and then when the function happens itself or the wedding happens itself we would actually be their servers to serve you your meals and your drinks um and then 
after that, after that, uh, after the event is done, all the banquet servers would actually clean all the utensils that you use, which is pours and spoons and plates, <laughs> clean them. Um, and then we would clear some of the tables that we don't ha- And the tables are fucking huge. They're huge. Some of my girlfriends who work in there can actually roll the tables. I'm such a girl that <sighs> I'm not lazy to do it. But because they're guys who are there to do it. And I don't want to sprain my back doing it, you know. I think this is for another topic as well. But I'll just leave it to the guys to do it. It's not that I can't. I just don't want to. And the tables are freaking huge. So we have to roll them. And then we have to make sure that uh, we would do a turnover. That's a term that we use. We, we, we will do a turnover for the next event. And then we have to do everything from scratch again we have to uh put the tablecloth table settings again depends on what it is and then we would have to we don't clean the trash anyways but and the tablecloths are huge i know i'm like it's an understatement for me to explain to you but the amount of effort and exhaustion that this banquet servers go to are ridiculous there was this one time that i actually did an event after not working so long um in the hotel one whole day from 10 30 i think to 11 p.m so what we had on that day uh, it was listed as uh, a lunch wedding and then we had a dinner wedding and then we had to do a turnover for an event the next day on that day when i worked the exhaustion that i felt lasted for two fucking days i was like i wasn't on my bed i wasn't bedridden for two days but I felt it in my shoulders. I felt it. In, maybe I'm getting old. I felt it in my feet. So I just want to let you know that the amount of effort that that goes through for an event is madness. But anyways, um, so I I just want to talk about the guests and instances that I went through who are complete fucking assholes. So. You know how we're always, not rushing, but we're trying to get food out on time so that we can actually accommodate to the needs of the guests, right? Even though they're not paying, the ones who are paying are actually the ones who actually who are having the wedding. Um, there was this one time that I, I this is my instances, okay? I, I'm sure that all my banquet friends can actually say that they have much more ridiculous um, incidents happening at them. But mine was... I didn't tell this to anyone because I didn't want to start a commotion. There was a table that I was serving. Usually there will be 10 people on a table, okay? It was at a wedding. I won't say which racist um, wedding it is. But (laughs) there was this one lady. Usually when they come, I would serve them beverages, right? There was this one lady that I went to attend and you know hi good afternoon and then i would lay out their napkins for them and then i would ask them uh would you like some chinese tea you know what she fucking said to me she said oh i don't like your face uh just get someone else to serve me the fuck man what the fuck so of course i took a deep breath and didn't take anything personally so i actually had someone one, another one of my colleagues i just came out with a reason and asked them to serve that table because she was being a complete fucking asshole never mind she wasn't being a complete asshole to me she was also being an asshole to my co-worker so you know she was asking for new plates when we have given her new plates she say that her food was cold and then you know just the whole nine yards of fucking complaints and thinking that 
she is i think she was a ceo because i overheard her conversation with someone else uh yeah but she i'm sorry she was being a complete fucking asshole and trying to get Every, she was she was just basically, you know, trying to feel like a god that she should be like on top on a high horse. But yeah, there was the amount of assholery that I had to deal with. Sometimes, I'm lucky to have it sometimes, not all the time. I think the other, my co-workers actually had lots of it. But So the next time you guys have an event, please be nice to banquet servers, okay? They're usually students who actually are schooling and trying to make ends meet for themselves. Usually. So please just be nice to them. Just ask them nicely because you just, just, you know, just spare them a thought. That's all. And assist them and make, you know, everyone's lives easier. Okay? Thank you. Now, I am so committed to actually disclosing, like, an allegiance of asshole for this week's installment of Offside. Um, I feel like there was an asshole tsunami that I have to face uh, this past week. There was there were lots of them. Um, I just had one earlier on, cause you know I I don't have a driving license. Well, I'm trying to take one. Um, and then so I commute back and forth for work and from work. Um, with the MRT here in Singapore, which is equivalent to your subway. Um, there's always a gantry going in and out, right? So that's the one thing that I actually hate from the transition from retail industry to the airline industry right now because it works on office hours. I fucking hate peak hours. So story was I was actually trying to exit the gantry. You know, you have to tap your easing cart, right? And it was peak hours. And there was this lady right behind me. I don't know why, but she was so close to me. And of course, from my peripheral view, I can actually, you know, see her. So she was so fucking close. I didn't mean to do this, but when I was trying to raise my arm to tap my card, I accidentally elbowed her boobs. <laughs> I am the asshole. And she was like, her, f- <laughs> her face was like, oh. My boobs. No, it was literally like that. Who asked her to stand really close to me? There was no personal space at all. And I could feel the whole, like, shove into her boobs and the whole meat. And I think I can feel a little bit of her nipples. But it was like, and she was like, oh, I was like, "Uh, sorry, I just walked off. (laughs) That's the cost of, you know, being close to someone when they're trying to tap their cart at the gantry assholes she's an asshole i was an asshole as well anyways okay uh moving on we're still on the topic of assholes um complete assholes actually this is another level of asshole this is on a national level asshole did you guys hear that um trump actually declared a state of emergency just to get his wall dead question mark death stare and everything else i uh, cannot my Singaporean is coming out. I can't emphasize how much I fucking hate him. I do. He is bringing the nation down. <sighs> and not going to touch on politics because it gives me anxiety and heart attacks. Let me just say that he is a complete fucking asshole. Moving on. <sighs> State of emergency, eh? Really? State of emergency? Just to build that wall when you can use that money for your medical care? If you guys know, like, the state of 
the state that America is in right now, you would understand where I'm coming from when I say this. You could use that money to help your people, especially the homeless. The homeless in the states are actually... I pity them and I, I empathize with them. I wish I can do something about it. I am so envious of people and communities who actually try to get together and actually build houses for them because the seasons there are crazy. It's not like Singapore. If you're homeless in Singapore, I I think you can actually survive like sleeping under like HDB blocks. But in the States, the homeless, it's cold. They sleep out um, right in front of stores and they don't have, you know, like places to actually just have shelter in. But anyways, uh, I'm getting all angry talking about this, but Trump is a complete asshole. I fucking hate him. Anyways, moving on. From one asshole to another asshole. Um, I know in my last podcast, I actually talked about uh, Justice Smollett. If I think I, I think I pronounced his name correctly, but uh, if you guys actually follow up whatever happened to him, um, apparently it was reported, it was reported that... He staged his own attack because he was uh, not satisfied with the salary that he was getting from Empire. Guys, and then there's people like us who are working like a gazillion jobs trying to make ends meet. It's just normal things, you know. We do normal things. We don't stab our eye or probably try to like shoot our foot just to, you know, get money. Trying not to get frustrated right now. But do you see like the amount of assholes? This is what I'm talking about when I say that this whole week is like a tsunami of assholes. I won't even start talking. I won't give my attention to the Kardashians because of, you know, the the cheating that's going on between uh, Tristan and Jordan. No, not going to touch on that because I think there's much more bigger things in the world. Like the next one that I'm going to talk about. <clears throat> Before I talk about the more important thing that I want to talk about later on in this podcast, you guys are going to hear people screaming from underneath my blog, okay? Just forgive me if you hear that because I think kids are running around um, after the uh, tuition class but anyways um this has got whatever i'm talking about whatever i'm going to talk about right now has got nothing to do with the asshole topic uh, in today's podcast it's just a side thing um music did you guys heard about the recent release from jonas brothers uh which is actually called sucker let me just defend myself and say first that i listened to it because it's actually written by ryan tedder from one republic and I actually like him because he's smart. And I'm claiming um, credits because he has the same star sign as me. Um, anyways. Um, but yeah. If you watch... Did you guys get to watch the whole music video? Of course, their wives are in there. I would actually like to admit that I like them better after all of them are married. Well, probably just two out of three of them are married. Because Joe Jonas is not married yet to Sophie Turner. Sansa! Game of Thrones. But I actually like them even more now. Actually, I like them when they came out with Pom Poms, the song. Yeah, we're actually talking about Jonas Brothers right now. Never in a gazillion years would I imagine myself talking about this. But anyways, okay, moving on to the other important thing that I want to talk about. Um, who was it? I'm looking at my cue cards right now. Oh, I was supposed to come up with a joke, but I didn't. God damn it! Um, <laughs> as I was saying, pertaining to today's topic of assholes, I'm going the full nine yards and presenting to you all the assholes that should be, like, screwed right now. But no, because we have good hearts. So, um, an otter, a cute, fat fucking otter, instead of a bird, I use otters because I love otters. An otter's 
actually whispered to my ear and told me that someone went clubbing and left their wife and child at home again. Everybody knows this. I think, once again, uh, my Malay listeners would actually know who I am talking about right now. Yeah. This is actually funny to me because earlier on I just stated that um, I am not giving any attention to Tristan's and Jordan's cheating scandal. But um, guys, I hate to tell you, but what I'm going to talk about next is also a cheating scandal if you don't know by now. I'm sure that you remember at the start of the show I was mentioning to you that I am completely pissed because uh, something actually made me pissed. Well, it was actually this cheating scandal article that I read about. Um, as we all know, cheating relationships, uh, matters of uh, they're actually matters of the heart. So usually I'm actually quite sensitive and diplomatic when it comes to matters of the heart. We all are, right? Um, so before you stop listening to me, let me just say that I am not going to bash the person. I do not want to be... If you notice the approach of all my podcasts, I try to break down things instead of trying to go with the sweeping generalizations of whatever the netizens or whatever the internet is going to say about it and give you my two cents worth. Of course, my approach will always be two sides of the, two sides of the story, which is the good and the bad. So... um. The thing about this article is that what pissed me off, of course, the doings, the action um, of this article itself pissed me off. The cheating itself pissed me off. But what pissed me off further is the statement coming from the mom that actually pushed me to the edge. So, my two cents worth. Uh, I actually think this is a really loaded question because I'm... Strictly speaking from experience, and I'm just merely giving you my opinions, okay? Now, to begin with, um, I know I am fully aware that I don't have the right to actually relay my opinions or even say out my opinions in any way to this matter, but let's open a discussion, okay? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying that I'm going to pull you guys to sin with me. It's just that this is a problem does not matter if... I'm looking at this as a problem that needs to be addressed because it doesn't matter if you're you're a celebrity, if you're a commoner, I feel like such royalty when I say the word commoner. But I think cheating um, actually happens on a daily basis. It's just that for this particular case, it's actually magnified because they're in the spotlight. But I'm sure, I'm sure we know of more worst cases or scenarios in our daily life. So, okay. Pertaining to the topic of assholes. Um, okay, I'm going to admit that that's actually quite a harsh term to be using in this case but let me just be brutally honest and say that I have been on all the different sides um, of the fences in relationships I have been loyal I have cheated and I have been cheated on now I know that it's quite hard for some people who have actually cheated to admit that they have cheated um, in comparison to being loyal and being cheated on but I think along the ways, um, it's actually quite healthy for you to actually 
share a lesson and actually, you know, try to advise other people not to cheat. Because to be really honest with you, from all of these three sides, well, actually all sides of a relationship is actually really exhausting. Because in general, as we all know, relationships, friendships, anything, any ships is actually a work in progress. You actually have to constantly try, you know, but... um any quote-unquote ships would always have their ups and downs. So if you do have problems, we all go through it, you know. We just need to talk about it and try to take away all the stigmas. Sorry. I know that some things you're not... Especially... For me personally, I think it's okay. I'm not... I sound like I'm encouraging it, but I'm just saying that it's better off if you cheat in a normal relationship in comparison to if you cheat if you're in a marriage. That's a huge no-no for me. That's what I learned. I promise myself that I ev- that if I ever that when I get married, I would never cheat. Because, you know, we all make mistakes. We were young ones. I know it's a convenience for me to blame it that we were all young ones and we all make stupid mistakes. I know. But it's bound to happen because if it doesn't happen, we won't learn. That's it. I am sure by now that some of you can figure out who I am actually talking about. For some of you who don't know who I'm talking about, doesn't matter if this person is a male or a female, I'm going to give this person a generic name, which is, let's just call him Ali. Is that okay? That's so generic, I can't stand it. But yeah, let's call him Ali just for, you know, like um, easier references. So the story is, it is reported that Ali, Ali is a married man, his, he is in the public eye and it is reported that he actually cheated on his wife with a fellow castmate uh, from a new drama series that he is working on in a club dancing. And it was reported that this uh, castmate is actually drunk. So what I was pissed about is not only the cheating scandal, what I was pissed about is the statement that Ali's mom actually came out with. I'm not quite sure whether it's actually on in uh whether it was on Facebook or Instagram or it was just like a conference. I don't know what it is, but I think it was on Instagram. So I'm going to try my best to actually translate it for you. You tell me if I can be a translator or not, because I think I'm gonna suck at it, but I'm gonna try my best. So what it what what Ali's mom wrote is If you hear a bad story about someone, hide it because you can't be too sure that your life story is clean or good. So let me just break down how I perceive the whole statement that Ali's mom actually made. Number one, let me just look at my cue cards real quick right now. Number one, um, I feel that Ali's mom is actually low-key trying to throw shade at her daughter-in-law. Probably with insights that the public do not know about. We do not need to know. Let's not be nosy. But there she is talking about reputation and all. Whatever. And then, um, <laughs> Mamalay people, you guys know what I'm talking about. Number two, um, I am actually quite pissed because I, I feel... Nothing is official. I'm just assuming everything. And this is strictly my opinion. I feel that she is throwing in the religion card. Um, for my, Like I said, for my Malay listeners, you know what I mean. But for my international listeners, let me just explain to you. Uh, cue cards one again. once again. Sorry. <laughs> um, in the Islamic context, there is a rule where no matter what happens, you have to protect uh, you have to uh, forgive me. You have to protect someone's reputation at all 
cause. It is a priority. You should always speak good uh, of a person instead of bad. So what happened was, sorry, forgive me for the motorcycle that you can hear. So I am saying this because, um, of course, Ali's mom made a statement in Malay. So in that statement itself, there is a word called aib, which is A-I-B. Once again, it is spelled as A-I-B. So what I means is a person's uh, reputation. So what she was trying to say is that if you hear someone else's bad story, you should actually hide it because you don't know whether your reputation is of a good... You can never be too sure whether your reputation is of a good one or a bad one. That's what she's trying to say. So you get to fit the puzzles right now, right? If you don't... What I'm trying to say is that one, I feel that she's trying to throw shit at her daughter-in-law and there she is trying to preach about protecting someone's reputation. You get what I mean? Like, she is just throwing in the religion card which she shouldn't be doing because she's just shooting herself in her foot. She's doing the exact same thing. Oh, I'm sure with whatever I said, you can actually smell the double standard from a mile away. Um, speaking of double standards, I think double standards should actually be a topic on another segment because it is a general problem that you, me and everyone else actually go through on a daily basis. I'm sure of that. I'm really sure of that. Like for example, instances where you know like probably in any ships, in any relationships or any ships where you have expectations of asking someone to do something that you don't do but you're expecting them. Like you're an asshole person but you're asking the other the other partner to be as nice to you when you're a complete fucking asshole, you know, um, and vice versa. But I realize that sometimes I feel like I'm going to admit it that sometimes I feel like this as well. But I realize that in my community, the favoritism for sons over daughters are actually magnified even more this past few years. Um, of course, it's not as extreme as China where they have a one-child policy and then they, they... I think they used to kill baby girls. Just correct me if I'm wrong, but I've read and I swear to God, I have read an article on that. Yes, they keep, they kill baby girls. Like, they prefer having sons uh, than daughters itself. So, let me just defend my family and say that I... I know sometimes I feel that I am a one-woman show be it on this podcast or in my personal life but everyone has their different journeys of growing i think i'm much more tolerant on that but i do feel like sometimes i am writing a one-woman show but it's fine everyone's you know we were all there when i was a kid i wasn't like you know just i know everything no it's not that everyone has their own journey so you know there's this one advice that my mom always um tells me again and again and i couldn't fully understand it but it only registered in my head when i hit my 30s she said that there's a huge difference between men and women it's so hard being a woman and i couldn't understand that until recently itself now moving forward pertaining to double standards i like i said that i my employment background well in my personal life itself i keep on meeting people on a daily basis and then i you know they always tell me their stories we you know exchange stories and stuff like that but recently in the past few years the things that i heard from girlfriends or acquaintances from my community is that 
I hear their husbands or their partners treating them like subservience and like maids, you know, and not like wives. Like they have to wake up. I know, you see, when you're in any ship, there's always duties that you, unspoken duties that you have to say. Definitely, I get that. But whatever you give, you have to get. And whatever you get, you have to give. So the stories came from the perspective where they are being treated unfairly and they're being treated like objects. They're not getting, you know, the love that they need for them to actually be a better wife or a better partner. And then there are other stories as well. I think this one came from a co-worker. I can't remember. But uh, there are stories as well um, in regards to being uh, female figures in the household. I had a co-worker where she was the only female figure in the house and she had three other male figures in the house and she... Number one, was the main breadwinner. Number two, the only one doing house chores for everyone in the house. And no, she's not married. She's actually one of the siblings in the house. So it's ridiculous for me to actually hear this and just go, look, I know I'm trying to weigh the good and the bad in my head right now, but there's so many stories like this that I hear in my community itself and it pisses me off. Another thing that I would like to bring up which seems a little bit double standard to me is a common saying within the community, I think between old Malay aunties. Um, so the saying goes such as, correct me if I'm wrong, you may correct me if I'm wrong, trust me. The saying goes such as, it is much more critical to give attention to a son who is having a high fever because of the chances of the son having a seizure in comparison to your daughter having a high fever. Of course, I'm sure they're coming from a place where, you know, you won't let your daughter die if she's having a high fever. But I just can't help but notice the priority of a son and a, and a daughter. I was just about to say a woman and a daughter. So, yeah. Okay, let's go back to what Ali's mom had to say. Rewind. Okay, before all of us hate her and, you know, because I've been hearing from the comments and everywhere else that people are saying that, oh my god, how the fuck can you defend your son when you know he's clearly, he's clearly in the wrong and stuff like that. Um, I have no right, nobody has the right to actually, they can state opinions but they can't actually assume in the ways that Ali's mom actually brought him up. Nobody can touch that shit. So even though we like, think, we like to think of it as partially the reason why he actually did what he did, I would like to come up with a partial theory I would like to blame it on the way that uh, my country actually conditioned our people itself. Not in a bad way, um, just in a slightly, you know, yeah, slightly bad way. Okay, let me just give you an example. In the Western culture, teens actually move out from their houses from a really young age just to... Oh my god, forgive me for that motorcycle. The perks of living beside the highway. So teens actually move out from their parents' house at a young age uh, to, you know, to start their career path. And then I think right after college, if I'm not wrong. But the Asian culture, especially in Singapore, we don't move out from a... We can't buy a house. We can rent houses, but, you know, we all... Why waste the money when we can save the money? We don't move out of our parents' house unless we are moving out of the country or we are getting married and then we can buy a house. That is the only time that Singaporeans would actually... Doesn't matter what race. That's the only time that Singaporeans would actually move out from our parents' house. So, the reason why I'm blaming 
part of his um, doings is because when you don't get to move out from your house and you don't have outside exposure to, you know, life, you don't see the world outside, the exposure of independence is either non-existent or is only achieved right before marriage. I'm not saying that Singaporeans, myself included, okay? So if I'm saying shit, I'm saying shit to myself. I'm not saying that Singaporeans are not independent. We are. We are progressing and we know, you know, I think most of, it's safe to say that most of us are smart enough not to take things uh, for granted in Singapore. There is still a lot of people who are pampered in Singapore, but I'm just saying that um, Singaporeans are much more independent now. Okay, going back. I think that is the reason why I don't think he has the exposure of independence. That's why he's actually reacting that way. All in all, I would like to be the asshole to give Ali's mom the rebuttal of what she said on her statement and say that, look, all of us understand that you actually love your son. Every parent does. Probably, you know, hidden insights that you have about the whole family of your daughter-in-law or your own son or probably there were instances where you weren't happy with your daughter-in-law for you to actually said for you to actually say that. But let me just reiterate and tell you that when mistakes happen in being made public in the presence of an eyewitness, a betrayal is happening. Your son is reported to be dancing. He's actually someone's husband, by the way. Your son is actually reported to be dancing with another woman on the dance floor who was reportedly drunk. So if you're... Of course she can't keep quiet. Of course, I don't know whether it's he or she, the eyewitness, but of course that person can't keep quiet. I think that the eyewitness is a woman. What do you think? But anyways, if the eyewitness keeps quiet... That person is actually acting as an accomplice. To me, it is as good as if um, an eyewitness witnessing a murder right in front of them and then one person is stabbing the other and then the eyewitness just keeps quiet. That's what it feels to me right now. See, there, there is loss for murders, but things, matters of the heart, there's no loss for it. There's no judge to say that, hey, you stabbed that you steps you step that person's heart you're wrong you're accounted for it there's no laws for it it's just you know just swept under the rug so in conclusion i honestly hope that ali and his wife can actually you know find a solution together but otherwise if they're really unhappy i really hope that they would actually find happiness uh yeah separate ways because i've seen and I've experienced it for myself that if a relationship does not work, do not be together because of society or whatever designation that you hold or reputation that you hold. There's no reputation to uphold if you are in an abusive relationship. Furthermore, I've heard that Ali actually hit his wife. So, no, I just hope that they find clarity in all this and they would be happy, you know, if it means separately or together. I just hope they find happiness and peace. I know that some people may think, and I don't care, that I'm covering this because of the juicy parts of it. And it's so easy for me to advise because I haven't go through it. But let me just... Remind you again, and as I have mentioned before, that I have been on different sides of the uh, relationship fence before. I have been hit. Yes, I have been. 
um, like I said, I have cheated, I have been cheated on, and I have been loyal. So my main objective in covering this topic is that their story is blown out of proportion because they are actually in the public eye. But that doesn't mean that this is not happening on a daily basis with people that we know and love around us. You know, loyalty, it has come to a point where even if someone is hitting you in the face, you still would love that person, believe it or not. And I know that some people who are listening to this are actually agreeing to this. This is why I wanted to cover it. Because, my lovely people of the earth, if you are unhappy in a relationship, I'm not in a relationship. <laughs> relationship, I am not asking you to straight away ask for a divorce or break up with someone. I'm just asking you that you should love yourself. And there is a limit for you to love someone as well. If it's not working out, it's not working out. What is meant to be? will be there for you forever it's not doesn't matter whatever people say or the things that's going to break you apart it's always going to be there it's going to find a way to you even if you divorce now that's what i'm trying to say okay however i am still not forgiving that one ex of mine who actually ruined my life and you think i'm all nice well you're so wrong not forgiving till the day that i fucking die i am not forgiving him because of the pain that he put me through and i'm not talking about primary school like oh my god you talked to another girl and you actually hurt me no it's not that it is not that my friends but yeah i'm not gonna forgive him so if you're listening to this i am not forgiving you till the day i die bitch now Moving on. <laughs> Suddenly I'm like, nah, moving on. What if I told you that I might have a possible solution to adultery, suicides, possibly addiction, and loneliness? What if I tell you that? I'm trying to gain all the investors that I have right now who is listening to this to try to pry from me what my idea is for all this that I stated, adultery, suicide, loneliness, and possibly, what was it? What was the other one? I can't remember, but I think I might have a solution. Addiction, that was it. I possibly might have a solution to this because recently I actually uh, saw a TED talk from Johan Hari. I think it's pronounced as Johan Hari, but he's actually a professor. Someone just screamed. <laughs> That could have been one of my family members, but yeah. I'm just kidding. I think it's from underneath my blog. But the way that he actually explained addiction is so fucking true. All of us have been looking at addiction the wrong way. So I think whatever I have in mind for all these problems might actually minimize um, the societal problem of addiction, loneliness, and adultery in so many ways. So investors, if you hear me, call me up. Because I might have a brilliant idea. <laughs> and with all that psycho blabber that I have had with you guys. And I'm sure you're sick and tired of listening to me right now. I would like to thank you for listening to the third installment of Offside. <laughs> and I hope you guys have a good weekend. I am off to study for my new job. There's so many acronyms that I need to learn. Pray for me, guys. But yeah, I am off to do that. Um, I hope you would kiss your loved ones. Not empty kisses. I just came out with a quote the other day, which actually I try to apply myself. I, I hope you get to kiss all your loved ones and spend good time with them before it's too late, guys. Until we meet again, this is Offside. Love you guys. Mwah. Bye. Offside.